Welcome back to another episode of Balancing the Biz. And today we're talking about how comparison kills and how to overcome the negative side of social media. So when you look back before technology took over everything, we were exposed to others' wins more sporadically from your neighbors or the newspaper or anything. And this, I think, falls into like a lot of different areas of life when like I like to think about this from my grandparents' side of and why I think relationships are so hard today. Sorry, we're going off a little off track right now, but I swear it means something. <laughs> so we're going somewhere with it. <laughs> Exactly. We're going somewhere. So um, you were only had access to like the people that were around you or that lived in the town or if you went and traveled somewhere else and lived somewhere else. But now that we are in a world of social media and dating apps and everything, we have access to so many people at our fingertips that it causes serious comparison, even, you know, within dating and we always feel like, you know, the grass is greener on the other side. But um, mm -hmm. this travels into business like more than we realize, I think. And kind of like how we said in the beginning of this is just you saw your towns, your uh, your town's small business wins just, you know, within the town. You didn't see like somebody in California that's making six figures and doing exactly what you do and is, you know, 10 years younger than you. That's just not. Yeah. It wasn't the age of like these trendy like people who traveled all these cool places and are living their best lives on yachts. Like it was just more of a like you saw celebrities doing it. But now you see people who are like younger than me going out and living these lavish lives. And it's I don't I feel like a peasant when I look at their feeds <laughs> just because so I sad. It's not like a negative thing. It's more of a like, I don't know what it's like to live that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. a lifestyle way beyond my means as of right now. Don't right. know where I'll be in 10 years, but we can just... only hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I really like uh, Kate had put this quote in here and I'm sure we've all heard it, but it is worth mentioning again. But Theodore Roosevelt famously once said, comparison is the thief of joy. I mean, he didn't even know what was going to happen <laughs> in the 2000s. He no had context. No, <laughs> yes. no, he had no clue, but it really is. It's, and I think a lot of times we want comparison to be a good thing you know yeah we we strive for it to be more of a um you know pull you more towards your goals rather than push you but i think oftentimes that's that's not the case <laughs> well i think social media has just taken it to new extremes and it's constantly in your face all the time it's you know, comparison is good in the sense, like you mentioned, of like, if you see someone and you're like, oh, you know, I really love that they travel so much. Like, I really want to, that's a goal for me, like to mm -hmm. achieve in my life. You know, that's a positive side of it. But I think social media is kind of exposed more of the darker side of the psychological tendencies that it presents. 
And it's crazy when you think about how much the loop of comparison. So, you know, somebody sees somebody else posting a picture of them traveling everywhere. And then you have people lying that, you know, lying about how much they're traveling. And then it goes down the road, down the road. Then you see somebody else. It's like, oh my God, like I never get to travel. So it just like, I think there's a lot of lies within social media and a lot of like negative backlash just from the posting, which sucks. I think there's levels of this too, and it affects every single account holder. It's not Mm -hmm. just like affecting people who, you know, make less than $100,000 a year. Like it's affecting the people who are making millions, you know, to the point where social media might be a sickness or or addiction for them, you know, like I think it all comes down to perspective and getting outside of that, the bubble of social media. And we'll kind of go into some truths about social media later in this episode. But Megan, you mentioned the Theodore Roosevelt quote, and this kind of um, made me connect the dots after I listened to Oprah's um, podcast about the ego. And we'll link that in the show notes for you guys. You should totally go listen to it. And Megan, I want you to listen to it after we finish recording because it's so full of eye-opening value. The whole but, idea, um, it was Victor Frankel on the episode. Um, I can't remember off the top or, of my head. She she interviews multiple people. Like it's clips from different um, like wellness leaders, like religious leaders, like all kinds of people talking about the ego and how there's like two sides of the ego. There's the false ego and the true mm-hmm. side of you. And social media tends to heighten the false side of you, which is you tie your identity to, you know, what you do, where you live, how much money you make, what you're wearing, even, you know, that's your persona, but that isn't truly who you are deep down. And they go into how people subconsciously measure their own relevance or worth honestly, with the number of followers or the amount of likes they get on their posts on social media. And that's when it's a trigger to the ego to come forward. And this is a whole other topic we could totally go into. But I just thought it was interesting how deeply rooted the ego is within social media. Oh, yeah. That's what I was asking. I don't think it's Victor, um, Victor Frankel. I think Eckhart Tolle is the guy that she has interviewed before and his I think books, it is him. I think he's on there. Yeah. Because he talks about the ego a ton. And his books, there was one book, I think it was A New Earth was one of his books that I've read a while back and it's about um you know the ego and everything and it's so interesting when you dive deep and learn a little bit more about like what's going on inside and the different triggers that then cause you to do different things mm-hmm. it's, it's so insane. crazy it this that podcast like literally opened me up to so much they touch on like parenting and how like before you even decide to have children you need to parent yourself and like work on yourself otherwise you're just raising a mini you in the long run and all the bad that comes with that and it's just very enlightening i encourage everyone to go listen to it. it's really awesome mm-hmm. that's um you know a little side note i had a uh client in my chair one time and she had 
kids of her own and she had gotten married later in life. And she said, you know, I said, I was like, oh, like, you know, what's the secret to parenting? Like, what do you have? And she said her biggest thing that she would tell any person in their 20s or early 30s is before you get married and decide to have kids, figure out what went wrong in your childhood. Like, figure out your trauma, work through your trauma first, and then... Um, you know, you're, you feel like you're able to move forward a little bit, because like you said, you're just, you know, the whole parenting thing, you're basically creating another mini you, if you're not Mm -hmm. working through your troubles. Yeah. And they even go into like, you have to look at children as they are beings who don't have all of this awareness to like, am I good enough? Am I doing enough? Do I look the part, you know, am I fitting into society? They are Mm -hmm. just totally oblivious to all of that. And, you know, there's a possession that comes with having children and it's this whole rabbit hole. We're getting off topic, but it's just very interesting to listen to them break down how the ego affects every area of life, not just like ourselves on, you know, individual level, but our businesses and, you know, our families, our relationships, it extends like a spider web we have to this is now we have to do an episode all about the ego it's going on yes. the list <laughs> it is <laughs> this also though brings us into imposter syndrome this is like the biggest thing that i think other than anxiety and depression this is one of the biggest things that i think affects um gen z and millennials would you agree yeah. kate yeah yeah cuz we like megan i'm a little older than you but i grew up you know, when it was you played outside or there were like four channels for you to choose like something to watch. And if you couldn't find something to watch on TV and if it was raining, you were reading a book or entertaining yourself. And I've noticed even with like my nephews, keeping themselves occupied is more difficult because they want the iPads, they want the screen time and they've become addicted to it. And just seeing the evolution of MySpace and Facebook and all these other like social media apps, like I'm exhausted with how many like different platforms there are to have a profile on that I've just kind of distanced myself from it. I've given up on it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to do it. (laughs) But Gen Z didn't really have that exposure to life before everything at your fingertips. Like literally we have a small little block that fits in our pocket that will tell you anything that you want to know anytime, which is just crazy, mind-blowing. So that's crazy. It's information overload and our brains literally cannot handle all of that information. Yeah. And this is why I've become very religious about taking breaks from just screen time in general. And we'll get more into that later. But I want to just point out that imposter syndrome happens to everybody. I, I struggle with it. And I go through like seasons where I'm just like, man, like I am not being authentic at all. I need to step back from this. So if you guys are feeling that just overwhelming sense of like, I'm just not being my true self on social media, that is a cue to kind of just take a step back and reflect. Mm-hmm. And I think it's worth it to mention, we have the definition right here. Um, so imposter syndrome basically is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their skills, talents, or accomplishments, and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as, as a fraud. Mm-hmm. 
So if that, if you've never heard that before, and this is your first time, you're going to be like, oh shit, I've definitely felt that before. (laughs) It can be a little different for everyone. Sometimes for me, it's like, oh, I see all these people doing stuff and I'm like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not a real photographer or I'm not a real, you know, coach because I'm not doing X, Y, and Z of whoever else is doing, you know? Mm. This is another thing we have to get into in an episode is this idea of like cancel culture and like real or you're not a professional if because that's so that can be so detrimental another episode for another time we all start somewhere so Mm -hmm. don't want to get down on anybody okay so let's get into the truth about social media so this is a big takeaway most people post their high highlight reel and I Mm. feel like other people have said this before, but it is very true. Like we are trying to present our best selves on social media, kind of like when you meet a new client and you show up and you are like totally turned on, like you haven't turned on, you know, your presentation and you might act a little differently, you know, in that sense. So naturally people do act differently on social media and just the words they choose and content that they choose to post so I mean I'm not going to post a picture of what I look like rolling out of bed right and that's where I think (laughs) exactly I think we need to all take a step back and remember that because it's the truth at the end of the day if think about it would you post something where you didn't feel would you post a picture that you thought wasn't one of a great one of the many pictures that you've taken you wouldn't because I mean, no. why would you want to represent yourself like that if that's not something that you want to, you know, market towards? So there's a reason for why it's a highlight reel. And I think where it becomes negative is when people take people's Instagrams or Facebooks as the entirety of that human being. Yeah. Just because they see this one little tiny piece of this person they are now taking that at face value and saying that this person tells us everything about them. So I can make these assumptions of X, Y, and Z based on this. But the reality is you probably know like 0.00001% of their life. Yep. Because at the end of the day, people get to choose what they share. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, Another thing is your follower count and your like count does not define who you are or your worth. And I think, I mean, I've got caught up in this, like, oh, I don't have a thousand followers. Like, I don't seem legit on social media. And once I hit that thousand followers, I was like, okay, that didn't change anything for me. (laughs) Okay. It honestly didn't. (laughs) It didn't mean that I was booking, you know, 10 times more shoots or anything because I had more followers. It it's all relative and it I think people misconstrue just being an influencer with integrity and just I don't know influence at the end of the day right and I think some people pay attention to this maybe because they're more of a data-driven mindset it's almost like if you were more of a math or a science person versus like an English social studies person in school like if you are more of a math or science person you probably care about seeing numbers and seeing the increase in mm-hmm. your like after your, all of your hard work 
But the reality is that not all of business is data driven. Yes, mm. some pieces are. And like, it's good to be, to be collecting data within your business to see what's working and what's not. But the reality is that a like on your photo does not equal dollars. No, it doesn't. I love or that, Megan. A follower does not equal dollar dollars unless you are cultivating that relationship with them. So mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you have 10 million followers, if you don't give a shit about any of them then it doesn't mean anything. No. And like, it's not that hard to buy followers these days and to play this facade that like, oh, I have this many people following me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it comes down to, I think, especially more so now, people are trying to be more real and authentic when it comes to social media. And that's where the real following is going to come into play. Like people are going to gravitate towards what they connect with, what resonates with them and what inspires them mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And isn't this funny to even think this is like a real like brain explode moment. Like even when people are being, you know, quote unquote, real and genuine, it's even, it's not even the full thing. Mm-mm. That's no. what's crazy is like, even when you have this, even when people are putting up this face of trying to be genuine for their following, like you still have to remind yourself that, okay, they have a life outside of social media. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you got to remember that each like post most of the time is, you know, crafted and thought out and you know written to speak to you so don't fall into the trap thinking that like oh my god this person totally knows who I am and knows ex everything that I'm thinking like <laughs> no. snaps to that Kate that was beautiful it's so true each post as a business owner when you're writing a post you're writing it to your customer you're writing it so you can try and sell them at the end mm -hmm. of the day so you have to remember that when you're looking at your social media and think about it from a business standpoint. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Another thing is another hard truth, get used to change because algorithms are constantly evolving and I've just kind of given up trying to keep up with all the changes and there every, like so often there's a new feature that you need to use in order to be seen on these platforms and it's exhausting. So just get used to that. Get used to the fact that once you start getting something down and getting in a rhythm, it's probably going to change and you're going to have to restructure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so true. It sucks. It sucks, That's, but yeah. this is the world we live in. <laughs> That's the reality of business, I think, in general, is just get used to being comfortable with change. Yeah, for sure. Okay, our last point. Social media isn't the only way you should be marketing yourself. And I feel like I'm going to get up on a soapbox for this one because shame on I you will. if you've only been using Facebook and Instagram. Granted, I do get some leads from there, but I have not been doing any Facebook ads or any of that because... Megan, I don't know if you're aware of the like Apple and Facebook war that's going on right now with data privacy. Yeah. And Facebook's taken down like all of their metrics for business analytics and stuff. Oh, I didn't on, know that. 
Yeah. So it used to be on your business Facebook page, you could go and see insights kind of like you can on a business Instagram account. And you could see when your users were online and when they were active and Facebook has deactivated that. I didn't know that. Why? Yeah. I think it's it. I saw something. There's also something going on in Europe that is going after Facebook on like data mining and stuff. So I'm I saw not 100% that. versed, but there is some stuff going on. Facebook's taking some heat right now. One of my coaches was telling me about how Facebook is, I mean, from what she can see and like from a bigger picture of the industry as a whole, she is, she advised me to, you know, kind of think about other options if that was a big piece of my marketing, because at some point it is going to be Facebook and Instagram, I believe at some point is probably going to be more for the elite as far as being able to get your profile and stuff seen. Yeah, 100%. Because I mean, the algorithms, the more visibility and engagement you get on a post, the more it's seen. And typically, you know, the celebrities and the elite already have this following of people who comment, like they post something and literally five minutes go by and there's 20,000 comments on it. Like it's unreal. Isn't that weird to you? A little bit. (laughs) I don't think I've ever posted on like a celebrity's Instagram post. I mean, no, no shame if you have. Yeah, no shame. (laughs) I'm just like, I, I don't know. I I don't really. You spend your time elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. It's just not for me. (laughs) Okay. But anyways, so you should be marketing yourself through multiple avenues. You know, Mm -hmm. I know print is like a dying out trend kind of, but Print could also be online, you know, your website, your SEO, your keywords are like gold for your, like pulling in traffic and converting like leads to dollar bills, like we talked about. And, you know, word of mouth has been the biggest producer for me. So you guys know that have been following, I took an intentional two month break from posting to social media. And I just really wanted to give myself time for space. Social media is just, I have a love-hate relationship with it. And sometimes I am just like, it is grueling work for me. I just dread it. So I took a step back to really recharge and get excited about it again. And I booked four weddings in that time period. And it was all word of mouth referrals and just past clients talking me up to friends and stuff. So Don't miss out on the best form of marketing, which is word of mouth. Like if you provide a really good experience, people are going to talk about that and tell all their friends about it. So you don't have to solely rely on social media for your business. No, this is us giving you guys permission to take the stress of that away. (laughs) Because if I were to look at my lead numbers, Instagram and Facebook is the lowest. Yeah. I think I booked maybe two weddings from Instagram and I know there are other photographers, all their leads come from Instagram. So it's kind of, you got to play around with it and see what pulls the most from you. I mean, some, some photographers might get all of their leads from Pinterest, you know, like you never know. So don't rule anything out and experiment. Yes. Experimentation is I think in general, the uh, general theme of 
business success. Figure out what works for you. Mm -hmm. Okay, guys, it is time for an ad break. We will see you guys after this short little break. All right, guys, welcome back. Sidebar, totally created a monster during our break. (laughs) So if you guys didn't know that Megan is like the thrift queen. (laughs) I have become so obsessed with it. (laughs) I saw this meme the other day that was like, I don't know if you saw it, Kate, but it's like um, when I find a new hobby and then like I'm obsessed with it and it's like a guy with like a snowflake like a paper snowflake thing and then it zooms out and it's like his whole room is covered in paper snowflakes <laughs> that's how it is with thrifting for me <laughs> like, i get such a thrill when i'm looking for something constantly and then i see it and i'm like oh my god i'm ugh, it's an obsession yes well you guys i'm looking for a bench to put in my office so i can set plants on it and I don't want to spend like $300 for something that costs maybe less than a hundred bucks to make. So I'm trying to also like save the earth and reuse instead of buying new. So that's where I'm at right now. But I'm anyways, so excited to find a bench for you. <laughs> I am too. We'll keep you guys updated. Maybe when we find it, we'll share it to our story on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyways, Social comparison, as we've mentioned, isn't always a bad thing, and it can be used to inspire and motivate you to reach higher goals, but it's kind of like this double-edged sword, Mm -hmm. and you walk like a fine line of drifting off to the dark side, for lack of a better term. (laughs) Right. You're like Anakin in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Before. Um, Yep, before. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Um, So we wanted to share some tips that we came up with for controlling the negative social media, like comparison rabbit hole that you can go down. And um, so one of my favorites is unfollow accounts that post triggering content to you. So this is something that I practice. If I'm not feeling inspired or happy by the content that I'm seeing in my feed, I remove them and I don't have to see it anymore. So I love having just this the really happy, colorful, inspiring feed to scroll through and you have control over that. Right. And I even take this into, I've mentioned it before, but I have a past of eating disorder issues and everything. And so even like sometimes I might think in the moment of, okay, I'm going to follow this workout account because like her workouts are so fun and she's so lively and, and everything. But then as I am scrolling through one day, I see one of her posts and it just like promotes diet culture and like all of this other really nasty stuff. And I'm like, I choose to actively go in and unfollow accounts that I get rid of. Yeah. I don't accept it anymore. Mm-mm. And you take the control back. Like, don't get lost in like, you know, oh, I followed them. Like, they're not going to know that you unfollowed them. <laughs> in all honesty, and also, no one's paying attention to that. From another perspective of that, the opposite of if you are paying attention to that, I would urge you to reflect and try and work through why you are feeling these feelings of wondering why people are unfollowing you but also um don't try not to take offense to when somebody unfollows you think about it at the core of it of they are unfollowing you probably because you know think about how what we just said we're unfollowing accounts that don't fill us with joy so 
just because you are not somebody's cup of tea does not mean that you are not everyone's cup of tea. Yep. I feel like we preach that a lot here. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be offended if somebody doesn't vibe well with you because it's probably better off for both of you. Yes. Well said. Another thing you can do is limit your scrolling by setting a timer for your social media time or uh, we just talked about time blocking. You could set aside just a time block for interacting on social media or, you know, scrolling through your feed and unfollowing accounts that you don't want to see anymore. There are ways to kind of control your need to look at other content, honestly. Mm-hmm. And also going back to what Kate was saying before about marketing, Social media doesn't have to be your only form of content that you're getting. There are so many platforms out there and like you could follow blog posts of people that inspire you or email threads, you know, email. um, What's that called, Kate? Campaigns. Like if you're subscribed. Yes. Thank you. You can follow people's newsletters that you really love. One that I absolutely love getting is James Clear's newsletter. He is the one that wrote um, Atomic Habits, which is one of my favorite books. I talk about it all the time. But his newsletter is really, really um, just like beneficial. It gives really good, insightful information. And it just, it's not overwhelming at all so don't forget that there are other places that you can get inspiration or content or feel up to date on things there are lots of other platforms yes you can also create tangible vision boards and this is something that i'm very partial to i really like scrapbooking i just don't have a lot of time to do that anymore but creating vision boards and having it like physically in front of me is just a whole different game changer versus having a digital one and not talking down to people who do digital vision boards because if that works for you, that's great. Right. Um, but if you are trying to get off your phone and not get sucked in, like pull it off your phone and print it out or I like using a cork board and I used to take magazine cuttings and I would piece together like different things that I really liked. That um, is so cute. I'm showing my age here, you guys. Who <laughs> <Yep>. gets magazines? <laughs> I was just thinking that. I was like, man, I can't remember the last time I got a magazine. <laughs> yeah, nostalgia. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, leading on to our next thing. Do you actually get inspiration from these people or are you following them for another reason? And mm. this is a great question to reflect on, especially if you're not sure if you want to unfollow an account or you're just kind of going back and forth, like this is a good place to resonate and really just dive into. Right. Like a couple of points that I could really think, you know, I really thought about when thinking about this question is, are you hate following somebody? And it sounds terrible and I'm aware of that, but we all do it. Everybody. What do you mean by hate following? Mm, So people like, in my experience, um, you know, and maybe this isn't so much within the business side of things, but maybe, you know, somebody you know from high school or something or somebody you met somewhere. Um, it's almost like, you know, they're, maybe their content, like, you know, going back to it's not your cup of tea. Maybe that person is not your cup of tea and you follow them just to see what they post, just to get angry. 
Oh, okay. It's almost like you have this little cup inside of you of anger that you're like, oh, I want to be angry right now. And you like go to look at their feed and then you're just filling your cup up with anger to like fill this little bit of a void. So yeah, think about it. You might be hate following some people or like, oh my gosh, I've seen this so much within the whole life side of things of women that will follow their like ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend or yes that's toxic so toxic and that is like a true form of hate following we all do it you know in in our lives we've all done it before but it is not healthy at all to be hate following somebody there's no reason that we have to have a little cup of anger filled up every day you know i didn't even like realize that this is a thing just because i've been so focused on eliminating that from Mm -hmm. you know my social media just in general because I've been trying to work on my relationship with how I view social media and my like mental blocks with it so that's so interesting you learn something every day Mm -hmm. and jealousy is a big part of this too if you want to take away the you know like very harsh word of hate if you're following somebody just like every time you look at their page you feel incredibly jealous why are you following them at that point? You know, like, are you just going under the pseudonym of saying that you are getting inspiration from them? Or are you just filling up your cup of comparing yourself to somebody else? It makes so much sense. Like, I just, I think we subconsciously overlook these tendencies. And because it's like masked through social media, you know, it's a place to connect and keep in touch with people. Like, do you really need to keep in touch and be connected to this source of toxicity in your life? Right. And if you do find yourself that you're hate following or jealousy following or anything like that, that feels toxic. I think, you know, obviously not just unfollowing somebody is not going to solve this issue. You really have to sit down and do some reflection about where that comes from and how you can then work through it, you know, moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. You can also delete all the apps off your phone and only access it through a computer or when you need to use it for work purposes. And I actually have done this before and it was very liberating. It was weird at first because I noticed how many times I pick up my phone. And if you have the apps not there, not installed, like you're less likely to go through the hassle of redownloading it, logging in. You know, it's just this extra step if you're really struggling with detaching from everything. Right. It is the likelihood of you like redownloading the app and logging back in and everything in a moment of boredom or like looking to fill a void. I mean, it's not very high. You're not going to spend that much time doing that. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody's lazy. (laughs) Right. I mean, you might as well put that block in there for yourself if you need to kind of get over the hump of it. Yeah. Well, Megan mentioned this um, not too long ago in this episode to reflect on why certain content or certain profiles are triggering a negative feeling. And I think This is something to be really honest with yourself. And this is a way to really discover your ego and where some of these insecurities are deeply rooted and where they come from. And most of the time it has nothing to do with these accounts. Like they're just reminding you of past trauma or 
past situations you've been in and that's the root of everything like social media isn't always the problem right right just like I was saying before like it's just getting rid of social media even if you said tomorrow I'm going to block you know I'm going to get rid of all of my accounts and delete everything from my phone you're you still might have that comparison issue going on Mm -hmm. so at the end you'll just find other ways other ways to fulfill it exactly I mean, and that's going back to what we were talking about in the beginning of the episode. I think that this was always a human issue. I just think we're so attached to seeing so many people at our fingertips. It's just like turned the dial up a ton. Yeah, we're exposed to way more than what, you know, we have been in the past. And I mean, it's only natural to make it like I've caught myself being like, well, man, like I don't have resources to live that life or to go and do those things or I'm not as creative as so-and-so for coming up with that idea first, you know, and it's, I think we're also more hyper aware of these like social tendencies. Mm -hmm. We have more free time than, Mm -hmm. than we have ever had. I mean, think about, too, back to Keeping Up With The Joneses. Like, that really got its popularity, I think, after the Industrial Revolution and everything, and more in the 1950s. But, I mean, that is just, like, that was comparison at the end of it. Yeah. So, this issue has been around forever. We're not, this is not a new thing that we're dealing with. We just have... It's in a new form. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's in a new form. So... It just, again, always be ready for change. Now you got to change up how you deal with it. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Okay. Our last little tip we're going to leave you guys with is replace the habit of looking at your phone or social media with a more productive or positive habit, like reading, journaling. My favorite is physical activity. Um, I love taking walks. And a lot of times if I catch myself, like I'll scroll for a few minutes and I'm like, what am I doing? I should be outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, being out in nature allows you to connect more with your inner self and it's very therapeutic. So especially if you're feeling a lot of negativity around working through all of this, definitely give yourself space to work through it. Yeah, exactly. I love the idea of replacing a habit because a lot of times when we look at habits we just want to like take something away we're like okay we got to stop doing that but if you just stop doing something you're going to fill it no matter what like that time is still gonna have to be filled so if you decide to switch it and you know when you feel the urge to do that bad habit now you have a new thing to put into that place so you always have something else to fall back on Yeah. And I think it helps you from relapsing, you know, like it goes back to like addiction, you know, a Mm -hmm. lot of people who like come off of, you know, whatever they're addicted to, a lot of times they have to keep themselves occupied mentally so they don't fall back into that behavior. Right. Exactly. Well, Kate, this was a beautiful episode. (laughs) snaps every episode it's beautiful (laughs) we get extra snaps for this one (laughs) extra snaps (laughs) okay guys so let us know if any of these tips worked for you or if you have any ideas or thoughts about anything that we said it is super helpful for us to have your feedback and just to be able to start a conversation with you guys so 
please don't forget to join us next week because we are going to be talking about cursing in the workplace Mm -hmm. Ooh la la (laughs) i feel like you're gonna get snaps for this one oh hell fucking yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay guys so if you are listening on apple Podcasts, do not forget to give us some stars and a review i will i will love you if you do i mean i'm gonna love you anyway but I'm really yeah, going to love same. you if you do this. <laughs> and follow us on Spotify for the latest episode updates. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>